Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome, Interisti, to episode 33 of the Interviews Podcast. <clears throat> we are here for our third um, summer update of the year. Um, which also just happened to coincide with a, a friendly game that we played today against uh, RB Salzburg. So we'll talk about that. But a lot going on, some transfers coming in over the line since last we spoke, as well as some stuff that we are uh, we are working towards. So let's go ahead and, and dive into it. As always, I am one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa, joined here by Johnny Paterno. Johnny, we finally have um, our starting goalkeeper, Jan Sommer, closes for, I believe, a little over six. That's going to be paid over um, over a couple years in installments, as well as medicals for our backup, Emil Aldero, scheduled for tomorrow from Sampdoria. And the big one, Lazar Samardzic, in the door for his medical tomorrow, signing a, uh, a contract till 2028 with Inter. How are you feeling about these uh, these deals getting in over the line? <clears throat> feeling good, man. You know, I want to... Obviously, two of the guys were two guys that we said on the last podcast that I really wanted on this team. Um, you know, some Archish, I don't have to... I mean, there's nothing more I can really say about him. I'm, I'm, a, I'm in love with the kid already. He hasn't even worn the colors yet. Fantastic footballer, great on the ball great technician like i haven't been this excited about a signing to be honest since since christian erickson so yeah can't wait to see him play um i'm happy that summer arrived and, and we got to see his first performance today i'm not putting too much stock into it people are you know freaking out on twitter uh i don't know why but and i mean i didn't even know how Dero was was done and he was getting medicals tomorrow uh <clears throat> So yeah, I'll be I'll be watching uh I'll be watching Stank. Try I'll try to watch him in Serie B because I was kind of hoping that he would make the team as the second goalkeeper. I understand wanting him to get more experience and and more play time under his belt. I'm all for it. And uh listen, I wish him nothing but the best, you know, in this upcoming year and I'm just ready for the season to get started at this point, you know. Yeah, I'm feeling the same way. So, um, Filip Stankovic heads over to Sampdoria on a loan for the year. He'll be playing in a little bit of uh, <clears throat> New York yeah, noises fine. going on here. <laughs> um, <clears throat> he'll be heading over to Serie B playing under Pirlo um, with the club that his, his dad most recently coached. So, a little bit of a family connection there. Um, I'm excited for him to get, you know, a full season under his belt. It obviously is going to be in Serie B, so the level of competition is is <clears throat> is what it is. But I think Interista should be excited, given what they've seen from him in the preseason, um, that he's going to go and have a successful loan spell and, you know, hopefully come in next year and maybe, you know, maybe he is an option for us uh, moving forward. Obviously, a few things have fallen through on the goalkeeper front. Trubin who I know um, I, I was very interested in. He heads over to Benfica in what is essentially a co-ownership deal. <clears throat> uh, they receive 40% of his future resale value, which is 
insane when that was proposed to Inter. We uh, we walked away from that because there's no point in doing a deal like that if you don't control, um, you know, if you're losing out on 40% of what eventually you sell him for. Um, Aldero comes in. Santori is, you know, number one keeper. He's been pretty pretty decent for a while, and I think he's going to be a, a good backup. Um, and then Somer. So two parts of Triple S are confirmed, but Triple S as a whole is uh, is dead. Skamaka heads over to Atalanta after um, a bit of a a bit of a drawn out saga um, with West Ham. They get involved, and from reports, the offers to West Ham were similar. Um, easier to achieve bonuses from Atalanta, but the the offer to the player was higher on Atalanta side. You know, these deals with Inter, I, I believe it's becoming very apparent to the fans that in order for a deal to get over the line, they really need the will of the player. And if he wasn't willing to wait um, for, you know, for us to negotiate with West Ham and he was just ready to come back to Serie A, Gasperini apparently convinced him by saying you're going to be uh, an amazing player, which I'm sure was the same thing Inzaghi would have told him. It is what it is. So we lose out on that, and we are currently still on the market for a striker, which we will get into uh, in a little bit here. But on the topic of Sommer, let's talk about today's game. So Inter played a friendly in Austria in horrible conditions. Uh, it was raining like crazy. I tweeted out, if you take away anything from this game, you shouldn't. Um, it was a fake game on a, a fake pitch, and uh, it showed a lot of mistakes. Um, which led to some interesting takes from Interisi on Somer today, arguing that uh, we've made a mistake here um, because of a few a few defensive miscues that led to goals. And of course, uh, a free header for Salzburg's third goal, which every goalkeeper in the world is, is conceding from there. So what did you make of what you saw from, from Jan today, if anything? I mean, is it really just, you know, a one-off for you? Or did he show you that there are going to be some integration issues with his career moving forward? There's going to be no issues. I don't, I don't get this, these notions and these like hot takes that people, you know, are going crazy off of seven minutes. You know, people are losing their mind because of the first penalty he gave up. Okay. Terrible turn and, and pass by Mickey. Like, I don't know what you're doing turning. Every kid, since they're like five years old, are taught not to turn like that in the middle of the field. Like, every, everybody knows. That. I understand they're professionals and they have a higher skill level and they're, you know, they might be able to get through with it, but it's just so dumb to to blame him for that. It was a perfect pass by the the guy. I don't even know who it was who took the ball off Mickey. And then Konate is able to come through. He's clear on goal in pouring rain. Like, if you're going to look at that and be like, oh, we're doomed. Oh, Nana's so much better. Oh, there's like, uh, you're going to have these like ridiculous takes and just say stupid stuff. Bro, go go watch. Go watch Seriachi. Then, you know, go find a new club. Like, I, I, I'm not here to to gang up on someone and pile on on somebody who just it's his first game new system new players he's never played with any of these guys except for Marcus Taram and Lazzaro but we you know we know he's not really a part of the squad so it doesn't matter it's like what what are we doing here what are we doing here and then the, you know both both penalties were missed he would have saved <clears throat> the second one in my opinion like if that was on goal it's a save yep 
I don't blame like and then you know the second goal maybe you could say he was a little bit at fault but the real mistake was Barella with that pass right he slips and he tries to recover to make up for the slip like listen uh, when you're on a new team you want to make a good first impression right away you want to do something that that you know gets people on your side it's always going to be you know a hard thing to do and with the weather, everything, you factor everything in. And, and the players were playing at like 30%. Yeah. Like nobody was challenging anybody. Nobody was really running full speed. There was a lot of standings, standing around. Nobody was nobody was taking this game seriously. So why are we as fans having mental breakdowns and ready to just throw every player under the bus? Oh, no, the defense is going to be terrible. Oh, my gosh. Like I am so sick and tired. Like honestly, like. If it wasn't for this, I, I probably would want to get over get off Twitter, to be honest, because I just I can't I can't take these takes much longer. Like this is a preseason game. This is where you throw players in and, and, and experiment with things and try stuff out. And if you really want to look at it in, in a vacuum, this preseason, the team has looked way better than they did last preseason. And we had Onana, we had Lukaku, we had Screeny Art. Like all the guys that we're complaining about and upset about that aren't here. We had them, and last preseason was a million times worse than the way this one has been so far this season. I, I don't, I just don't get it. I don't get why we, as as fans, oh, immediately go to doom and gloom right away. And immediately, like, oh, and then people are trying to tell me, like, oh, this, you know, give give Inzaghi what he wants, give him the striker he wants, you know, look what he did with the team last year. This team is worse. How can we expect him to win? We can expect him to win. Well, one, he came out and said that, that that's that that is bare minimum what they want to do. That that's their their main objective for the season. Two, as a whole, this midfield is 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 leaps and bounds better than the midfield that even Antonio Conte had when he won the Scudetto, even though he did pick those guys. I didn't like a lot of them. We don't have to worry about Gagliardini coming off the bench. We don't have to worry about Vecino coming off the bench. Vidal. We got Marcus Turam, who honestly, aside from not getting on the score sheet in any game, I think he's been incredible all, yeah. all preseason. It has. I want us to just take a breath. Please, let's calm down. I'm not, I, listen, I, of course, I don't want a slow start for the beginning of the season. None of us do. Who, who wants a slow start? Not a single Inter fan is going to be like, I hope we start poorly. Of course not. But it's also like, take a step back, look at it from like 30,000 feet and see that things are, are, I mean, listen, is is it happening as fast as we want? Obviously not. Like I wish we would have the striker that we knew who was going to be, whether it's Balogun, whether it's Orban, whoever, like whoever it's supposed to be. I I wish, I wish we would get that squared away. Regardless, we got the new goalkeeper in who I think is a fantastic shot stopper. Yes. He doesn't have the ball playing ability that Onana has, but no one does. No one does exactly. Not no, I'm sorry. Not Ederson. Not Allison. Nobody plays with the ball at his feet. I'm. I will die on this hill, and I know I'm going to get flack for saying that the way. But like Onana is the best playmaking goalkeeper I've ever seen, and he probably will go down as the best ball playing goalkeeper ever. I mean, that doesn't mean some kid won't come up, but let's let's just say for now he will be. This guy is fantastic at reactionary saves. He's a good leader. He's good in one-on-one situations. He's great at penalties. I'll be honest, if we ever had a penalty with Onana, I, I probably wouldn't have felt comfortable or felt confident that he would make the save. 
And this is from a guy who is probably Onana's biggest fan. I never wanted him to go, never wanted anything him to be sold at all. I understand why it happened, whatever. Summer, I, I am totally confident in. So, like, let's give these guys a chance. Are we going to jump on Samartridge if he has a bad game? You know, like, calm down, guys, please. You so you perfectly captured how I've been feeling about the rhetoric on on Twitter from Interisti recently. I think everyone is really, really nervous because this mercato has not gone smoothly. I think the first thing, newsflash: look at everybody else's mercato in Serie A outside of Milan because Milan started the mercato with a huge sale and then had all the time in the world to work through with their targets. Okay, look at everybody else in Serie A. I think Lazio is having, you know, they went a long time without making signings. They've made a couple good ones. But even then, they went, you know, a month and a half without doing anything. With Interisti, yeah. I understand everybody is very nervous because the team is not complete. You're you're 100% right about that. It's not sure. complete. But it took a long time for sales to come to fruition. There was... Look at the sales that we made. With Brozovic, there was drama. You know, we had an offer accepted. Last minute, they come back and, you know, come at us with a different offer. That was bullshit that we had to go through. Onana, it took a while for, you know, for that deal to materialize. Um, And then you look at, you know, the rest of of the transfers coming in. You're negotiating with Carnavali at Sassuolo. That's tough, right? The Fratesi deal took a second to get over the line. Lazar, it's taken time for that to come to fruition. but. That's a transfer that there was interest. We didn't hear anything about it. And then all of a sudden, it accelerated very quickly. Uh, Turam, we beat Milan to that signing. Everyone was, you know, happy about that. And then the Lukaku stuff, you know, he he was a trader. And it took a long time that we were zeroed in on him as a striker. And then we had to completely reset and go after different targets. Different targets who were talking about getting a player like Balogun off of Arsenal who's... You know they're, they're they've rated him at at fifty million. It's not a realistic value, and it just takes time for these things to unfold. I get it. It's it's annoying. The mercato is annoying, but like we've we've watched mercatos unfold for years, and they always go like this. They always go like this. Just relax. Just relax. If we go into the season with you know not good options at striker. Um, you know, we didn't get any, we didn't add anything to the defense. Then I could, I can understand people getting worried, but the team is, it's not completed right now. I know Monza's in 12 days, but the transfer window's open for 26. It's all fucking backwards. Your, your problem is, is, you know, with, with the way that this Mercato functions, there's rich teams and then there's teams that aren't rich. And guess what, Interisti, you're not one of the rich ones. Shit just doesn't happen for you. That's how it is. That's how it goes. Um, so that, that is what it is. Don't, don't jump on Somer. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. There was nothing that he could do. There were bad, bad defensive miscues, a bad back pass by Barella that put him, caught him in no, no man's two, land. Two bad passes. Like, let's like, come yeah, the on. Mkhitaryan off the thing. The defense was not playing at all for him in front. Like, what, what do you want a goalkeeper to do? He has to make every save. Like the way I look at it, a goalkeeper has to make one or two key saves for you in key moments that could actually win you a game, keep you in the game, whatever it is. I don't expect a goalkeeper to make every single save. And like. there's there's the thing, Johnny. 
he wasn't troubled at all today outside of the goals that he submitted. So when people look at it, they're not looking at, oh, you know, he made a couple good saves. I know that there were some mistakes, but he made some good saves. All they're seeing is, oh, he let this go by, he gave up a penalty, he did this. So it's all negative. It's like, just chill out. He's a, a top class goalkeeper, uh, a very, very quality goalkeeper. His backup is in place. It's it's fine. That's not the area of the team that that we're worrying about. We'll get into the area of the team that we're worrying we're we're worrying about. Um, but just want to make a couple more notes on uh, on the game today. DiMarco crosses into the middle. Uh, it's an own goal. Turamo's closing in on the ball, but there's an own goal. Uh, you know, hopefully we're gonna see some connections between DiMarco and Turam this season. Uh, De Vrij gets onto a really dangerous ball by Barella that was fizzed into the middle of the box. Tough to control for the defenders. Gets by him. De Vrij puts it past uh, the keeper. Uh, Dumfries, weak side, weak foot cross with his left into the back post that Correa gets on the end of. Very interesting. <laughs> Very interesting goal. And finishes with Aslani with an absolute peach of a ball into Sensi running in behind the defense, who, if you watch everything about how Sensi finished that, the way that he controlled the ball perfectly into stride, and then the finish, it was like a little cucchiaio, but it didn't touch the ground before, you know, went to the back of the neck. It was like a perfect, it was a perfect, from an aesthetic point of view, a perfect finish. Um, and why don't we go ahead and, and talk about that? Inter's best performer, this preseason has undoubtedly been in limited minutes, Stefano Sensi. We have our sixth midfielder, Lazar, that's come into uh, the team this week. We now have seven really, really quality midfielders. And a Stefano Sensi that looks like he he could have here's here's how I'll put it. If Sensi was retained on this team for the entirety of the year. There's no way in training that you watch him play and you say he's got he's going to get zero minutes. There's no way in, in training you watch that happen because he's a really, really quality midfielder. So I'll say, Johnny, are you willing to hold on to Sensi as our seventh midfielder or is that just a complete waste? He's going to cut into Lazar's minutes. Uh you know, he just doesn't have a role with the team and we should uh, move on as quickly as possible. You know, I want him to stay. I've always, I've always rated him. It's, it's just the health that's always been the problem with him. It's never been a question of talent. It's never been a question of desire or drive. It's just, can he stay healthy throughout the course of a season? That's, that's really what it's come down to with this guy, unfortunately. In my perfect world, I would find a way, honestly, to because I don't think we can go into the the season with seven. I think that would just make it hard for. I'm not even just saying this because of Lazar, but like with Aslani, with with, you know, when you have too many cooks in the kitchen, it just it it's it's not easy to get things done. So, in my perfect world, we would actually move on from Mikitarian. If, if like if I agree, if we yep. if we could stay with like to be honest, like I think that that Sensi, in my opinion, offers more than than Mickey. You're right. His when, ceiling is higher than yes, Mkhitaryan. Yes, yes. And I'm not, it's not, and it's not me taking a, a shot at, at Mkhitaryan. I just, I've always liked Stefano Sensi. Like even when he was at Sassuolo, I, I, I want. I mean, I, when we were rumored to get him, 
I was like, wow, if we get him and Barella, that's a sick midfield, you know, to to start with with Brozovic already. Like that would have been a dream. It's it, it's hard, man, because you just don't know. Like he can get hurt next week in at the Monza game, right? And then he's out for two months. Like we don't like that's that that's what makes it hard with him. I want to say like let's just take a shot on him. Maybe just go with. The three like, and that's the hard thing though. It's like, can we go with the three strikers that we have, and maybe not, and use that money towards a center back because we clearly need help defensively. It, it's tough. I mean, I I would hate to be in management's position right now because you know you could maybe move to a three five one one and then have Sensi play right behind Lautaro or right behind Duram. Because I mean, we could see he's he's incredible going forward. He's great with the ball at his feet. He's good at at, at getting into pockets of space and just making things happen out of nothing like the talent is there there's no question about it it's just what what does management think what does Inzaghi think I mean although I don't really like Inzaghi's take because uh, you know if 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 he got everything he wanted we'd have Alvaro Morata right now up front you know so it's I don't know it's 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 a tough situation man like I would not like I said like I would not want to be in their shoes, trying to figure out who's going to be the guy to stay, who's got to be the one to go. I still think we need help in the center back position. Like, yeah, we already lost a charity for the first game. So now the is going to step in. And from what At I saw least. today, it, he, he, I mean, he didn't look great. He was making a lot of poor challenges, getting caught flat footed. Now I will give him a pass because again, this was a terrible condition to play in. I don't think anybody was taking it seriously, but I don't. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens there. I would love to, you know, based on what's out there, it looks like Pavard would be the guy that a lot of people seem to want. I don't. I don't mind it. I would much rather, of course, get him on a free, which I'm sure that's what Beppe's thinking as well. It's just um, not realistic for this management to see this management paying twenty million plus for a player that is is going to be available next summer. It's the same situation as Truven. I think it's a little a little different. In I mean, I, I, yes, it's the same amount of money kind of thing, but I also think that that is more of a position of need than a backup, you know, goalkeeper would be. So I mean, listen, I I I, I don't know what they're gonna do. I, I whatever they decide to do, I'll, I'll support it. You know, I mean, we've had a pretty good transfer window so far. I just don't want to blow that money on somebody who's in their thirties. And it's just going to be a depreciating value. We we like this club cannot afford to spend money in places where they can't recoup it if things Correct. don't go well. Correct. Like all the young purchase, like summer, it, it, it doesn't bother because it's only six million. You know, you're not going to find a goalkeeper of that caliber for six million. It's only six million, and goalkeepers tend to have a longer shelf life than outfield players. Correct. Yeah. So here's my thing with Sensi. There's really two scenarios I see. I don't want to lose him for nothing because he's a really talented player. And if he's healthy next season, it's going to be like, there's no doubt we're going to hear calls from people like, Sensi's killing it. How did we lose him for nothing? Yada, yada. So if a team makes a legitimate offer, and I'm talking about legitimate being like 12 million to own him, right? 12 million plus, then, you know, okay, we have to move on. It's simply a surplus issue. The second scenario that I see is if 
this is with signing a striker, still with signing a striker. If an offer comes in for Korea, it's too late and we can't really fill in that fourth striker position. Then you would go with Lautaro, Turam, and then, you know, whether it's Balogun, Taremi. I'm not even going to talk about Beto or Morata because it's not worth speaking of, um, in my opinion. But that fourth striker, because we've seen Sensi play in that sort of shadow striker position um, at that trequartista, then you have a legitimate option for him to get a lot of minutes. Um, Not a lot of minutes, impactful minutes, potentially. Uh, and I would keep him in that scenario. But I agree with you that he's his ceiling is is higher than Mikatarian. And if you're going to move on from anyone, it would be Mikatarian. But he's not, you know, there's no club co- coming calling for him anytime soon. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, another player that was on the pitch today that we should see leaving soon, Valentin Lazaro. Uh, it doesn't seem like anybody is really interested in him, but... Uh, he will be moving on in some way, fashion or form, unless he's kept as as depth uh, for the wing backs because he can play on either flank. Let's get into the striker situation. Um, everybody's reporting that it's mainly down to four names. The four names being Folarin Balogun, the American forward, or recently turned American forward. Congratulations. Um from Arsenal valued by them at 40 to 50 million euros. Uh, Inter is, is trying to put in an offer at 30 plus bonuses that, that hasn't been able to go anywhere, but apparently the will of the player is to play for Inter. We've seen that through his Instagram post and such. The other name that let's talk about is Meditaremi. And you, I think you have a, a very strong feeling against this signing. I am, I am, I'm feeling less strongly in a negative sense against him because I I think it I think and I think you agree he's a, a quality player. There's no doubt that no if he question was, about that. If he was in the team, he would contribute. The main sticking point is the ability to to resell him on that he's a 30 year old striker with a, a contract coming up, and um, you're not going to be able to recoup. You're you're definitely not going to be able to recoup 30 million. So you're essentially signing into a sunk cost option um you know the expense of being able to to move them on in the future but the the advantage is that your team is going to be competitive in that position without doubt this year because he is a, a super quality player if the operations are equal it's 30 plus bonuses for balogun and around 30 for Taremi, I think it's obvious you go with Balogun, despite the fact that that he's the project. But I also think it's fair to say that Taremi is the more ready player, very similar to Dzeko in terms of play style, but probably better than Dzeko at this stage in his, in his career. Um, so let me pose, pose the question this way. If it ended up being Taremi... Knowing that the player is going to impact your your team's competitive this season, competitiveness this season, and that he he's likely to be a big hand for us, are you still sour on that move, or will you you know eventually get over the fact that it's a sunk cost and uh, just be happy with the fact that we have a quality player in our in our forwards department? No, I'm still sour with that move. For mm. thirty million, you just you can't bring in that Emmy. Like the quality's there. That I'm not denying that at all. 
you could see by his goal scoring record, he he's an ex- exceptionally good finisher. But to spend thirty million on a guy who's thirty one years old, it just doesn't make sense. Like, look at how we've we've moved throughout this market. Six and a half million for a thirty four year old goalkeeper. We were able to offset the loan fee for Fratesi with Mulatieri going there. We were able to we're going to be able to offset the loan fee for Lazar with Fabian going there. So we're doing all this to conserve money. We're buying, you know, I mean, they're both obligations. We're getting these guys in who are young. They have promise. They are going to have resale potential. Maybe so more so Lazar than Fratesi because for whatever reason, Serie A players, when you're Italian, you just don't do well outside of Italy and you don't have the the market and the, the demand that other guys have. That's fine. Jan Bissek, we we've spread out his purchase over like two years, three years. I think it's not more have than, to worry about I think it's that. more than two, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's three actually. So you took seven million euros and you spread it out over three, like that's 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 comical. It's like two point three three million euros each year. I mean, what are we doing then? Taking the money that we've saved in order to be able to get a player of quality and then throwing it at a thirty-one year old who in a year or two, you'll be lucky to get $12 million for. We don't have the ability... Because, like, honestly, you bring in a guy like him, then you're looking at selling, in my opinion, and this is... I, I'm, I'm not putting this off of anything that I know or I've heard. Obviously, I know nothing. But in my opinion, then what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for next summer having to look to sell one of Barella, Bastoni, Lautaro to then fund or... And, or bring funds in to be able to reinvigorate the squad. So you did all this great work, truly great work, and then you're just going to throw it all away to bring in a player who is just going to be a depreciating value. Sure, he might still be able to play at this level for another year or two, but nobody's going to want to, like, we got, obviously, we got nothing for Jekko. We got nothing for, you know, any, any of these other guys in their 30s because nobody is going to be interested at that point. It's not going to be worth it to throw money at these players. So, so why, given, why, wh- given your breakdown of Inter's strategy at all the other positions and how this would be going against all of that, would you rule out the fact that this is maybe a smokescreen, our interest in Taremi? Just well, I, I, we- tweet, I, I tweeted it that, that this is really just all to put pressure on Arsenal to lower the price on Balogun. And it, listen, and if he ends up coming... As long as it's not for thirty million, I'll be okay with it. I really will. I mean, I know how good he is, but I would just rather, and and maybe his profile actually fits the team better than Balogun does. But I just, at least I know that if Balogun's a flop, the fact that he's English, the fact that he's young, who knows? Maybe a team like Brentford comes in with thirty-five, forty million, you know, euro offer just to take him off our hands. So at right. the very least, we can break even. Yeah, like we we would not get that with that like. That's and that's how we have to be moving going forward until we get new ownership. I think we have to do this as 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 bringing youth, bringing guys who could bring value. And let's say he has a great year, Balogun for us, hypothetically. Next year, I don't know, Chelsea comes in and they're like, yo, we, we want Balogun now. 70, 80. 60, 60, 70, yeah, whatever, 80. And now you just doubled your investment, and now you can go get Gift Orbin or you can go get you know, some kid from the favelas in Brazil, and now you're you're just able to reinvigorate and still keep 
in my opinion, your three core pieces, which are Bastoni, Barella, and, and Lautaro, which if you look at it, it's just like the spine, you know, like you, you want to keep one key player at each position and then you can kind of build and move along around. That's, okay. that's just my opinion. Let's do some breaking news and see if we can get a, a live Johnny reaction. We don't know if he's, he's seen this news yet. Apparently, Marco Arnatovic, Bologna's forward, former Inter, Inter player, has been offered to Inter, and apparently we made a $3 million offer recently. His agent has come out and said, we would like Bologna to respect our agreement. Last summer and last winter, we received two very important offers from the Premier League, and out of respect for Bologna, we did nothing. We received some offers at the beginning of June, and Bologna promised us that in the case of offers from top clubs, they would consider a transfer if Marco's desire was to leave. Now, a new offer has arrived, and we would like the club to understand the importance of this opportunity for him. It would be the possibility of competing at the highest level, of winning titles. I have not seen another top club with the importance and opportunity of potentially competing at the top level for winning titles be linked to Arnautovic other than Inter in recent days. Thoughts on a potential return for a kid who, when he was first here, had all the potential in the world. He's turned himself into a nice player. He's turned himself into a nice player. There's no doubt about that. What do you think about a potential return to Inter for Marco Arnautovic? For how much? $3 million? An offer was apparently made for 3 million euros. Listen, for 3 million euros, see, like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Is he my okay? top choice? Absolutely not. Like, I, like he's not in my... T- now, in my opinion, obviously, I don't think that means we abandoned Balogun, but I think that means that we potentially have something with Korea leaving. Korea. And if he's the fourth option, I'll take Arnatovic all day as a fourth option. All day. I said the same thing with about Alexis Sanchez. Like, when there was rumors yeah. about, like, people were, like... Somebody on a Twitter space was talking about him being the third. I'm like, no, 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 no. I was like, you can't bring him back as your third option, especially when because he wouldn't break his contract and leave Inter, we weren't able to lock up Dybala like we could have. Had he honestly gone early enough in the... We could have got Lukaku and Dybala. It's infuriating, but anyway. If he's as a fourth option, 100%. I'm okay with him, Alexis Sanchez. Listen, I know Arnatovic is what 33, 34. Like he's he's older than he's Taremi. older, but it's not big. But it's again, you're not. They're not asking for thirty million. You know, like three million. I'm okay. Yeah, for Marco. Arnatovic. I mean, to, I loved Arnatovic. I liked him when he went to to the Bundesliga. I liked him when he was in the EPL. I wanted him to come back. I think even last season when there was rumors about him last season coming. I mean, to me, he's always been. Uh, I, I mean, I know he's never had the level and the skill set that Ibrahimovic has, but I, I used to call him the Austrian Ibra because he carried himself the same way, had that same level of swagger. I think yeah, he would be good as a fourth option. I think. I mean, I know he would be better than than what uh, Korea has ever given us. So yeah, I'm o- I'm okay with that. A popular journalist in Bologna. Confirmed that the offer was from Inter and that it came in yesterday um, around midnight. And then during lunch today, he said a bomb is about to explode. And I think now it's confirmed. It looks pretty pretty sure that an <laughs> offer from Inter was made for Arnautovic. <laughs> so, oh, man. I mean, okay. Yeah. How about this? Balogun. 
Taremi, Arnatovic, Morata, Beto. Rank them in terms of where who you would like to see come to Inter. No, but like, see, you can't put Arnatovic in there because I don't see him as the third one. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like, are we? Would you take <sighs> Beto or Morata as either third or fourth options? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would I would have taught Beto is the worst one out of all of them, to be, in yeah. my opinion. Beto is is terrible. I don't know. I, I I don't understand how people are like, oh but like have like he's Sharma puts not, put, he's not good. Sharma puts videos up all the time about his touch and his inability to turn with like it is terrible. Like we we used to get mad at Lukaku. Like I, I, what was it? The game was it the game against Monza where he the ball literally went off him and out of bounds, like right there on the sideline, like Beto is worse with the ball. It is like he has a worse touch. Like he, I think he completely flubbed a breakaway against the Inter because of how bad his his touch. He's was. so bad. He's so okay. Hold on. So what you said, Balogun, Balogun, Beto, Taremi, Beto Morata, Taremi, Arnatovic. Morata. Okay. How about this scenario? What if Arna- what if Arnatovic was our third? Correa was our fourth, but nah, that means that's, that you, that's terrible. No, nah, that's terrible. It means that you that. get Pavard at right mm, center back. I, I still don't like that. I don't. Like I still that. don't like it either because Damian just, is perfectly serviceable, and he, he wouldn't is perfectly be playing. serviceable. But it, it's not even that. It's just that the way I see it is like, what if what if Turam gets hurt? What if Lautaro take picks up a knock, and then now you're having Arnautovic have to start every yeah. game at that age. With 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 Marcus or with Lautaro, like that's just you can't do that. As the fourth, yes. So all right, let me rank it real quick though. I would actually go Balogun first, Taremi second. I honestly, I'm not even trolling. I would put Arnatovic third, Morata fourth, and then Beto fifth. I don't think that's trolling. I think that's how I would have it too. I I just don't see Morata. I actually I actually think maybe it makes more sense for Arnatovic. To be your to be over Taremi because the investment is essentially nothing, and in ter- well, in terms of investment, yeah, I'm talking. I just went based off skill, like I would just actually, based yeah, off the, of play. Okay. I just went based off of play. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In in terms of value, I mean, in terms of value, I'd put Arnatovic first. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If, if it's three million, and honestly, I wouldn't go over five. Like if 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 it comes out that they want seven million, you could leave Arnatovic there. Like I, that's not you do not. Spend that much money on Marco Arnautovic. This is but, very. This is a very interesting name to throw in the hat here because he is a. He is somebody. Somebody joked about it yesterday on Twitter, and I was like, I was like, I don't hate it if he's the fourth, but yeah, you can't he, have him as the third. He really has, and also, you know, keep in mind, Manchester United was after him last year. Last year, yeah, six four. Yeah, he is thirty four years old. 34? Okay. Yep. But 24 goals at Bologna in the last two seasons. Um, at Bologna. Like, yeah, they're not exactly like light in the world. So, listen, I, and I don't go off a transfer market, but market value is 5 million. And I said I wouldn't go above 5. So, yeah. 3, I'm okay with, and I wouldn't go above 5. And okay. supposedly... Oh, see, that, see, I don't know what's real now. Because now I see something... For, I mean, I, I don't know who Roma Press gets there. Let's see where if they were able to get. Because they said the same thing, that Tiago Pinto is apparently wants Marco Arnatovic. That Roma is after him. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'm looking at this. I'm going to I'm going to tweet this out right now. Um from John Marco Marchini, you can look at his credentials. He is a uh, Bro, what's with all these Italian writers named Gianmarco now? Like Marchini, Daria. I feel like, like you can easily throw your name in the hat here. I might, I might try just to, make a second, like a second account, and just be like, "Oh yeah," from you know. trying to get some the rumor mill going. But all right, let me, let me, um, you know, continuing our striker discussion. What is your ceiling in terms of your offer for Balogun? Because I think it's both. We both have established that he would be our preferred option. I tweeted out the other day that I I think 30 in the 30 to 35 range is very, very fair for him. I tweeted also my hesitancy going to 40 also includes the fact that if you miss at 40, right? We saw what a miss Korea was. If you miss at 40, you can bet your ass Barella is gone. You can bet your ass Barella is gone. If Balogun comes in for 40 and scores two, three goals this year, doesn't do anything, you pay for that in other areas of your squad. Johnny's I, I making a face. I, I don't think I don't think that that would really mean that Barella's gone. Or Lautaro. I, I would say it'd be more I'd be more concerned if Kepren Turam was like the guy we were buying that Barella's out the door. And then you even know, hearing the rumor that we were going to target him for next year, that worried me more about for Barella. Well, I think they already covered themselves with with Fratesi and Samarzic. In, it doesn't in it terms doesn't, of it doesn't mean they're terms, not already thinking about. I think they are. Barella goes. I'm very, I'm pretty confident the way that things have played out. That no matter what we do this year, you have to take into account the fact that we got a hundred million euros in. Uh, you know, in a run to the Champions League final, right? It's unlikely that we make the same kind of run. It's unlikely, just statistically, it's improbable that we do the same kind of thing. There's no doubt in my mind that one of Lautaro and Barella is gone next year. And if you look at the investments that were made... No doubt in your mind? No doubt in my... That one of the two is gone next year, there's no doubt in my mind. Because it can't be that you made a run... You want to put a bet on that? I'll bet. I have... Johnny, it can't right, be so, that you got. All right, so next you don't next have season's, you don't have next Onana. season's home kit. We are betting right now. Everybody, listen here. If both those guys are at Inter at the start of the season next Alessandro's year, buying yes, buy me next season's home kit. And if one of them gets sold, I will buy him next season's home kit with whatever player we want. There's the- <laughs> you're you're so confident. I'm yeah, confident one of, one of the two is gone. I'm confident. I'm, willing, I'm, right. I'm confident because of the way that this Mercato has played out. We were <laughs> able to get all of that revenue from the Champions League and still have to finish on a zero. And the we're not going to have the luxury of next year. We're not going to have the luxury of having Onana come in for free and leave for 55 the next year. They're going to sell finance again next year. If knock on wood. We just, yo, we just got Taram, bro. If Taram scores 20... He's got a ninety-five million dollar release clause, bro. What if what if they come? What if uh, Man U comes in? Boom, boom. Here's ninety-five mil, baby. We'll take him because because Hoyland's got a bad Hoyland's got well, a bad back. That's he's, the he's, only way. That's the only way you're winning this bet. That's the only way you're winning. You better hope that way. that that that's happens. That's not the only way I'm winning this bet. But it's okay. It's if right. ownership, one, if this you is think the same one of ownership, boys is gone. I don't want him gone. I don't. I didn't want say him you gone. want him gone. I'm saying you think one of our boys is gone. So I. 
feel like I have too much. Wow, now Pasquale We're... Guado is saying Arnautovic oh, as gosh. well. This is Washpale, the thing now. Uh, he's, he's the biggest, the biggest fraudster. He just takes whatever somebody else says and then repeats it in different wording. Listen, he's where, he's Fabrizio, he's Fraudizio Light. Where there is I, smoke, there is fire. I can't fire. stand Guashpale Pajaro, but all right, all right, man. Yo, wow. why are we not? Why are we not going after Marcos Leonardo? Like, why? I don't. Anyway, Roma don't couldn't get that done, right? Roma couldn't get that what done. Was that sixteen mil that they weren't able? Is that, how, is that how cheap it was? I thought it was around 16. No way. Well, I don't right, listen, whatever. I don't think I don't think uh I don't think Inzaghi is too happy about Balogun being the option not. either. Uh, of course not. I get it. He wants somebody with experience supposedly. Like that's what all the reports are coming out to saying. You but at the same have... time it's like you have experience with your two starters. And I understand you maybe want somebody with ro- experience in the rotation. But let's say you get Arnatovic, and then you get rid of that bum that you you asked for, Simone. You wanted this guy, this Asado grill maker. Like he's he's the biggest flop since Joao Mario. And I I would it's I, and I would actually just still give the edge to Joao Mario because he was useless. I'm sorry, I can't get this Arnatovic thing out of my head. So now oh, I was wrong. Now, what's wrong with Arnatovic? Because now I'm feeling now I'm feeling that if you sh- if if this happens out of nowhere, right, and you shift it, and it's a three million, it's a three million. Oh, why not? You know what? Listen, if they if they're so sold on getting rid of Sensi, let's say, why not just do a straight swap? Because I think Sensi's got more value. I know he does. That's not a question about that. But it's like, listen, you're worried about there. Our team's always trying to pinch pennies. Like, but now I, here's here's what I'm thinking about the Arnautovic thing. I think that they're. They might be pursuing this because I, I again I tweeted this out earlier that I thought if it was Balogun that you're going after that these negotiations are going to drag out till the end of the summer and like I said there's twenty something days left in the transfer window we play Monza in twelve days I think maybe it's a matter of let's get somebody in the door so that it's not just you know Lautaro and Turam because I'm not even considering Korea as part of this team anymore. <laughs> I mean, that could, yeah, it could, it could very well be that. Um, that you just have somebody like you just have a body who is technically also checks the box of Inzaghi's desire for having said AI experience. Isn't that, it's so crazy, but yeah, no, it's true. Hmm. Did I, did you say what your ceiling was for Balogun, by the way, in terms of an offer, what you're not comfortable going to? Uh, I would I would do thirty five plus five in bonuses, and you know if he reaches a certain amount of games and goals and st- like that w- to the point where it would be difficult to hit that extra five million. So you would go all in for forty. Yeah, if he hit if he hit whatever those goals, the whatever. Let's say you said six goals, seven goals, and then you know twenty five appearance, thirty appearance, whatever. I don't know. Okay, let's and let's also call ourselves out here a little bit because we don't want to be frauds, right? I think neither of us, if at the start of this Calcio Mercato, were particularly high on Balogun. And I'll be honest with you guys. I've turned the corner. It, I don't know whether it's out of like my internal fan necessity of like, okay, this is the option that we have now. Like, I, you know, I, I think he's going to be good. Or, I mean, I've 
have watched the highlight videos and I haven't watched a full game of his. I'll just be honest with you guys. Like I'm still, there's a little part of me that's still unsure. There's a little part of me that uh, yeah. feels, and that feels fair. like he is a project and also understanding hundred percent a project. Like, I mean, he just, in my honest opinion, his characteristics aren't perfect for, for Inter. Like you, there's a he lot of a things true, that you'd have. He's a true nine. He's a true, true nine, not involved in the buildup. Like, running in behind that's his game but i think he could i mean listen w- with the u.s he's he's been a little bit more involved in the build. it's also because the u.s is just so there's no rhyme or reason to their style of play like it's it's almost like a free-for-all and and the, don't get me started um he needs to come back to create for himself because he doesn't have barella and uh i've i've had a huge uh, i've actually been on on radio shows where i've vented about the u.s development and stuff and and how what we don't focus like I've, I've i mean you played you played you know in in, in brooklyn i played in long island I, I think a big reason why i i was better at baseball than than soccer is because of the poor coaching and the poor investment and development and, and stuff like that and i think that's a big i mean it's good that balogun has been grown up in England and, and been able to to play in those academies and stuff. I think that actually is probably why he's he's gotten to the point he is. I think if he had been born or raised in the U.S., it, it wouldn't be that way. And when you watch the Factual. way the U.S. team plays, there's just there's no cohesion. There's no there's no clear identity. There's no personality in in the way that they play. And it's just we have k- players with talent. Go make it work. I think if Balogun was brought in. And also, it, it it takes Inzaghi wi- uh, ha- having to have a willingness to want to help him grow and develop him and right. mold him into the type of striker he wants. If obviously, if 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 Inzaghi's not on board with the signing, he probably won't give him that 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 extra attention. Maybe he would have to seek it from Lautaro or or Turam and and, and try to pick up things from each one of them. I also love though that he has a desire. Like he's clearly flirting with the club too. He wanted yeah. to come. He's he's he's. You're seeing him with the tweets. You're seeing with the words that he's saying and how he's trying to get them Arsenal to lower his price. I said tweets. I mean, like Instagram posts. There could be, you know, there could be something there. And I think that although his his play style is, I'm trying to think of even guys that we've had recently. I didn't there. I would say maybe more more closely resembling to that of Gabigol, and I mean that in the sense that. Running in behind defenders, being able to you know get in spaces and and move with it, not really creating much for yourself. That doesn't mean that he can't develop those traits and be able to become it's, a complete nine. Now, maybe not strong in the air because he's not the tallest, but I think he, he's he's about, worth taking a, a chance on. What about a comparison to Icardi? No, you can't compare him to Icardi. Icardi's finishing. I'm, I don't think I've seen a better, just pure finisher at Inter ever. And I'm not even his biggest fan because of the way he left and his whole attitude and, and the way he... I, I'm, I, I respect Spalletti so much because he benched him and, and didn't put up with that nonsense. I think that he ruined his own legacy towards the end there. But anyway, <clears throat> I, Icardi was not good at getting in behind defenders. He had no speed. He wasn't good with the ball at his feet. Like 
great at finishing, great at, at at movement off the ball to be able to get in on the end of crosses. But you don't see that with Balogun. You you kind of see better at, at just being able to run in and even run at defenders. He's a much better dribbler, I think, than Icardi is. Um, just not as good as a. I don't, but it's also I don't think anyone can live up to to those types of you know finishing. So, all right. So let's do uh, let's wrap up here with our ideal finish to the market and what is your nightmare scenario finish to the market <laughs> okay you go first because i'm actually going to write down a little bit I, I i didn't even yeah think of this stuff so okay. let me write down real okay. quick what i think my ideal finish to the market would be now that these arnatovich links have come in i'm going to switch it up a bit my ideal finish would be uh balogun get signed for like 30 up front five to seven in bonuses. And he is the third striker. And I think that he's the third striker because Duram has been very good in this preseason. Um, and I think he's going to combine well with Lautaro. Then Correa would be sold. Arnatovic would come in as that fourth striker. And then we would finish with, I mean, my ideal, I want to be ideal, but also realistic. Like, I guess my ideal would be like Solet on uh, in right center back from Salzburg, who we just played like a young kid that could grow into something and sit behind Darms for a little bit. But of the names that have been linked, I can't even believe that I'm saying this, but like, it feels like it's, it feels like if the investment up front is going to be as high as 35 to 40 for Balogun, then it would be a guy like maybe Demiral um, at right center back, which I'm not going to freak out about because Darmian would still be the starter in that case, right? So, um, yeah, I'd probably finish up with two strikers and a right center back, the two strikers being Balogun and then Arnatovic as the experienced option. And uh, maybe Demiral at uh, a right center. Okay. Total spend like fifty million. <laughs> okay. For me, yeah, it's. Wait, what's your nightmare scenario? My nightmare scenario is um, Beto Correa. And at right center back, my my. Realistic scenario and all, my nightmare scenario are the same thing. Demidal at right center back. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Or no, no right center back. Actually, that's my nightmare scenario. No right center no, back. Yeah, I, mean, I would actually take no right center back over who I'm <laughs> going to mention. But I would take yeah, Balogun would be in for third. Honestly, in in my dream scenario, thirty million would be the what what we were able to agree on. Thirty million is perfect. Arnatovic in as the fourth, Korea out, I don't care where. Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Turks and Caicos for all I care. Just just get him out of this club. Uh also in the dream scenario, Dumfries is out and Lazaro stays as the backup to wow. Cuadrado. That's my dream. I don't care that he got one good listen. When has he ever had a good left foot? A good left foot cross ever. Like if we're if we're if if I'm not counting how Sommer played or how Devry played, I'm not counting how Dumfries played, even though he's always trash. Like that was the only good thing he did today. Anyway, Demerol would be the center back on loan. Maybe not, no no with an option, no. no obligation. Yeah, just just alone him in. 
because they apparently Atalanta's open to loaning him. So then I'm I'm okay with a loan. Yep. The nightmare scenario is Beto Artaremi for thirty million. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, Correa stays, Dumfries stays, and then Toloi is brought in as the other center back. Interesting. Which I guess you could also say Palomino because they've thrown all these names out. Either yeah. one of Toloi or Palomino is a, a huge no. Like I was upset with Acerbi, which I used to like Acerbi. I actually liked him when he was at Sassuolo. I thought that he was a good pickup for, for Lazio when they did get him. I didn't want him because I was obviously salty about the game against Milan, but he also just showed the age like his age was just but he proved me wrong but Acherbi's way 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 better than Toloi is like Toloi is even worse so you bring in a guy like that I think that's that's a massive mistake so yeah that would be my nightmare I'm looking for uh, Toloi and Palomino's agents, because if you look at who their agents are, you <laughs> could probably figure out. Yeah, you're gonna see it's Pastorello for both of them, probably. You could probably f- figure out which one. So, transfer market doesn't have Palomino's agent listed, but Toloi's agent. Oh, it's a Brazilian agent with no connections to Inter. So. Interesting. Wow, Santos are asking for 18 million plus bonuses for Leonardo. Bro, that's nothing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and this guy's a finisher. It feels like they stopped going to the South American well. Yeah, because, you know, they get burned by one Gabi goal, and now they're like, forget Brazil. It's it's crazy because I like I brought this up in the group a while ago that I thought Lucas Beltran would be a good option, and um, I just, I, I now don't like he's on his way finisher. to finisher. I don't like him as a I think he's I got think good he's, potential. I think, I like, think he's physically he's a prototype. Physically, sure, yeah, and I think he's good at at setting up other strikers, but with the way Lautaro's good at that, I don't. I need a finisher. It would be doubling up. Yeah, like I need someone who's going to like score me the goals, which is what I think. I mean, yeah, which I think, you know, Balogun or Turam, whoever it is, is would be able to handle. Okay. Uh, now Luca Marchetti is on the Arnautovic train and he's oh, Sky yeah. Sports transfer yep. analyst. This mm-hmm. is real, folks. Pressure's this... on Arsenal to, to lower the price for Balogun. Or it's going to be Marco Arnatovic season. Okay, so Marchetti is saying that... How much? Oh, wow. The Marchetti is saying maybe as the third striker and keeping Correa. No, come on, bro. <sighs> See, that's... No, that's... Ugh. There Ugh. better be there better be a center back coming in. You know what? My my uh, okay, my enthusiasm just took a hold major on, hold hit on. here. My enthusiasm just went through the roof, even though it's not going to happen. So I'm not I'm not going to say what I'm thinking because it's not going to happen. So it is what it is. Just take mm. the, if you're not going to buy me Balogun, take that money and buy Sutalo. I'll say it. 
Is he is he done with Ajax or he's, is he? He's still... not done, but it's supposed to be twenty million. Like if you don't want to spend thirty five, if you got me Sutalo. But you see, even even though as much as I love Sutalo, Arnatovic is not the guy I want at the third striker. Oh man, uh, this, this is... is not the update that I was hoping for. Yeah, that's not what I want to hear. Not what I, I was hear. pretty excited about it, but now I'm feeling. Yeah, not as there, uh, and you know, and and the thing is, I I like Arnatovic, but I don't think he's, okay, okay, he's okay. The sorry, 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 not true. Freddie, the idea. See, see, not, this is the problem I have with Alessandro. Everybody, he always starts off with these fake rumors. No, so no, he's no, turning no. into Nima, just pushing <laughs> trash no, no, no. rumors. The new name, the new name for Inter is Marco Arnatovic, and the idea is not to just sign him, but to find a destination for Joaquin Correa. And strengthen oh. the department with Balogun. Balogun yes. and Arnatovic is the idea. Let's go. I'm back on. I'm back on the Arnato train. I would All love aboard. that. I would yeah, love that, that, that forward room. I would love that get forward that room. Get that done, bro. You have, you have guaranteed goals in Serie A from Lautaro and Arnatovic. And then you have two projects in Turam. I'm saying I'm calling Turam a project because of the lack yo, of Serie A experience. Yo, that's racism. That's no. racism right there. Lack, <laughs> because, yo, yo, don't turn into one of those prem heads now. Lack no, of no, I'm saying, I'm saying no, as a, I'm on. saying just that we haven't it's, seen it here, bro. You don't have to, come on. bro. He cooked us. He cooked us in the Champions League. He cooked Madrid Gladbach. too. So don't. What does it matter? Like <laughs> good players make good things happen. Come on. Okay, so then Turam, and and honestly, from what I've seen from him in the preseason, I think he's. I think he's on his way. I don't think he's going to have a huge goal-scoring season. But then, if Balogun is, he's going to have out, he's going to have seventeen league goals and twenty-one in all competitions. Okay, I'm fucking all in. I'm all in on Lautaro, Turam, Balogun, Arnatovic. Do it. Do yeah. do that. Inter, I'm, I'm happy with that. that. I'm happy with that. I'm do really that. happy with that. I mean, of course. We all know I won't, we we both wanted Skamaka more to be the guy because his profile right. fits the team better. It didn't happen. Whatever. I'm okay with with Balogun being the consolation. And pivot, pivot, just fucking bro, pivot. Just get it done. Just get it done. Just stop playing games. Stop doing the the tiki taka going back and forth. Here's your no here no here. like just tell now them the, what give them what they want. Thirty five plus five and get Daniele Mari is on it. Okay, Daniele Mari, Luca Marchetti. Sky Sport, Pasquale Guaro, everybody's in on Arnatovic. I think this is this is a real, real thing that's happening right now. Oh, and plus Arnatovic's agent saying that an offer from a top club came in and no other team is being linked to him. So at this point, at this point, you have to take it. You have to take it for what it is. And there's when there's smoke, there's fire. Marco Arnatovic, a potential return to Inter on the cards. Wow. You know what that means, right? Last I'm time he was at Inter, we won a treble. Oh, <laughs> shit. Last time he was there. You're right. Where That's it, baby. Back to... Plus, the, he's gonna rede- be the-, the redemption angle. I was here at Inter back when I was back. 14 years ago when I was a 20-year-old kid. I didn't have my head on was right. Was he 20? I thought he was 19. Was it? Something like that. 13 years. Oh, no, you're right. 2021. He was like 20 or 21. 14 years apart. Gets to make his return. A polished player. A little bit more maturity. 
Where did we we buy him from? FC Twente. That's where we bought him from. Twente. Yep. Yeah. Wow. All right. At this man. rate, there bring back there Luke it is. Castanos. <laughs> Luke okay, Castanos now, now, on his way back. Just, you, now you went too far. Now you went too far. <laughs> Let's <laughs> no, fucking go. It was him. It was him and Alan Stevanovich were at the team. I don't even know whatever happened. Let me actually. I'm kind of curious, real quick, what happened. I to am. Stevanovic. We we uh, saw that the other day with Dennis Alibek scoring a couple goals in uh, the conference blast league. From the, another blast from the past. Playoffs. Alan. Whoops, I spelled that wrong. Alan Stevanovic. What happened to you, bro? Wow. He went so to Palermo. We, are we going to slap the uh, interviews pod uh, label, interviews pod approved label on a forward department of uh, Lautaro, Turam, Balogun, and uh, Arnatovic? I mean, I'm good with that, man. I'm ready. I'm yeah. That. Interviews pod approved. Get it done, Beppe. Get it done. He played also, one, uh, one game for Inter. Any thoughts on the the salty response from Piero when asked about Lukaku? He said oh, that. Oh, man, did I love it. Yeah, I love he said, it. From him no me interessa. No me Zanetti. I don't care. He basically said, I don't give a fuck. And then Zanetti called him a traitor. He called. He flat out said, "Good man. Good. Not only he are is. you unprofessional, but you're also not a man." Which is a fucking strong statement from a club legend, but also part of the management team. That was good to see. I like that. Bury that fuck. And now, the move to Juventus is up in the air. They're apparently twenty million dollars apart on the valuation for Vlahovic to get included in the deal. Which I don't know without selling McKenny, which I, I don't know if there's been any movement on that. I don't know how Juve brings brings Lukaku in at this point. What if you com- so what if Bro. you completely fucked your career, Rome? What what did you what did who you cares? do? Hey, let's not I'm done with talking about him. Who cares? Fuck man. Done with him. Done. The Mercato. The Mercato. Every single time it gets you. <clears throat> All right, y'all. Anything else you want to talk about? Are you worried about? Uh, are you? Wor- I had this on my mind. Worried about Lazar's development this year, given that probably Fratesi and nah. Tarian are going to be ahead of what are you him. Talking about? Lazar, Lazar is going to be ahead of Fratesi. What are you talking about? You think so? He's a, he's a better midfielder. <laughs> I know no one agrees with me. I'm just. I, I mean, <laughs> I, all right. Let's I, let's I, put it on I this. Like him. I like him more. Personally, who's starting think... next? Who's starting next to Barella in May of next year when we're in the run-in for the title and hopefully European competition and everything? It's gonna be Fratesi. Like I mean, I'm not gonna be unrealistic. As much as I like Lazar as a player more than Fratesi, and I think he's more complete than Fratesi. I I mean, he's Italian. Inzaghi likes him. He, it's gonna be him. Here's here's my my thought on it. It's not, you can't look at it as Fratesi and Mikitarian ahead of him because Lazar primarily played on the right side of the three. And so did Fratesi of the midfield three. So it's he's going to get minutes on both sides of the Metzala, as is Fratesi. Mikitarian pretty much standard is, is on the left side. So it'll be interesting to see how they divide those minutes. Um, 
but with Lazar's ability to create, uh, you know, can't have him getting Galliardini minutes. That's for sure. I think he'll get more. I think you will, personally. All right, ready to wrap this up? Yeah. All right. In the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, Forza Ragazzi, Forza Ragazzi, Forza Ragazzi, bring me Marco Arnatovic. Oh, no, no, no.